0: This is HPR episode 2751 entitled Battling with English, part 3. It is hosted by Dave Morris and is about 14 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is misunderstandings about English grammar, spelling, punctuation, etc.
1: This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. This is Dave Morris, and I'm doing the third episode of the series I started a little while ago called Battling with English. I've got a, a list of some words which are used in the wrong places or, bit, or are confused with one another. And, well, we know that English is confusing. These ones tend to catch out. People who, who um, are not english speakers as their first language so the first couple of words we want to look at are the words been b-w-n and being b-e-i-n-g now these two words sound similar though when you see them on the page you can see they're different they have different spelling they are confused by people who are learning english quite often they're both forms of verb to be so let's look at been b-w-n And it's the past participle of the the verb to be. And it's often used after have. So I've got four examples here. First one, I have been enjoying this week's output from HPR. That's a past tense, they see. Second one, the children were excited to find out if Santa Claus had been and left gifts. Next one, where have you been? I was expecting you 30 minutes ago. The last example, I've been there and done that. People don't say that as much as they used to, been there and done that. But the second one is being, which is the so-called present participle of the verb to be. And present participles usually end with ing. So there's a, a collection of four, I've got four different meanings here. I haven't always gone into tremendous detail about meanings, I've just picked out some which I think might be relevant. You, if you want to find out more about these words, you need to go and follow the, the links to see further references to, to their use. That first meaning, let's give an example, he was being pro- positively rude. Second meaning means is a noun, meaning existence, being alive or living three examples Hack public radio came into being at the end of 2007 example two the unbearable lightness of being as a book title is a 1984 novel by milan kundera which i have read and i've seen the film too i don't remember much about the film it's pretty hard going as i recall but it's an interesting book example three and i'm currently reading uh, Charles Dickens' novel called Little Dorrit, and I just happened to stumble across this sentence in there. And of course, Dickens writes really long and convoluted sentences, but I thought you might enjoy it. Some of my readers, he says, may have an interest in being informed whether or no any portions of the Sea prison are yet standing. See how they say whether or no, now we say whether or not. At least I do. Meaning three is the nature or essence of a person. Both of my examples use the same phrase, actually. Here's the first one. My father was the business brains behind it, and this affected every fibre of his being. Example two. I oppose the reinstatement of the death penalty with every fibre of my being. So that's a pretty common uh, phrase, expression that people use. Meaning for is a real, it's a noun, a real or imaginary living creature or entity, especially an intelligent one. Example, it is also a matter of how all living beings, not just human beings, live side by side. Example two, the motif of alien beings peopling our planet is a very common one in science fiction. So, living creature or entity. Just, just to help to make it very, very clear the difference between these, I hope, anyway. So I've got one example of what you shouldn't write. And here's a sentence. It ended up being a waste of money. That's b w e n. You will see people writing this by mistake for what they actually meant to write was being. It ended up being a waste of money. The meaning is that it was a waste of money. Or, looking back, it has been a waste of money. So if you used that form, you'd need to need a has in front of it, has been. The form of being here is the present participle of the verb to be, whereas been is the past. But hopefully that's helped to convey the the differences. Now the next group of words is five of them, which are very similar and confusing. But I wanted to just drill down a bit in case you... We're not aware of the difference. So we've got, we- I'm just saying what they are, then I'll spell them out as I go. Weather, weather and weather, and wither and wither. Yeah, okay, English is a pain sometimes. So first three, weather, weather and weather, sound the same. Their spellings are different, you can see from the notes, the long notes. They mean very different things. And the similar sort of thing with wither and wither, they can also be confused. And they mean pretty different things. Let's start with weather. That's W-E-A-T-H-E-R. So I've got five meanings here. The first one is a noun. The state of the atmosphere, a particular place and time, as regards heat, cloudiness, dryness, sunshine, wind and rain, etc. It's a thing that, you, that uh, you get somebody telling you about on the television or on the radio or whatever. For example, Scotland's weather was remarkably hot in the summer of 2018. Meaning two is a little bit more subtle. Cold, wet and unpleasant or unpredictable atmospheric conditions. Related, obviously. Example, the band of trees on the hill provides some protection from the weather. So it's um, it's not like, what is the weather like today? But uh, just a sort of generic form of bad weather. Meaning three, denoting the side from which the wind is blowing, especially on board a ship, the windward side. I've got one example, the side of tree trunks facing the prevailing wind and rain, comma, the weather side, comma, may be colonised by moisture-loving mosses and lichens. I found that in a in a Wikipedia article, I think, talking about uh, things that grow on trees. It's the side facing the, the wind and rain, so it's wetter and therefore moisture-loving things like to grow there. Meaning for is a verb, meaning to withstand or endure. The ship weathered the storm at anchor in a sheltered bay. So weathering a storm means to be able to withstand it or endure it. Fifth meaning is a verb, meaning to erode. The cliff was being weathered by the rough sea during the storm. So to weather something is, um, is a process of erosion. So that's weather. I'm sure everybody knows uh, as much as there is to know about but its use as a word. Now we've got weather, which which is W-E-T-H-E-R. And this one is a farming type word relating to sheep or goats. So it's a male uh, sheep or a goat that's been castrated, and the reason that that's done is to often to to control the, their their uh, aggression and that type of thing. And the thing I discovered was that a sentence non weathers. That is um, sheep or goats that haven't been castrated. Non-weathers tend to be smelly due to their scent glands. That's a useful piece of information. Third word is whether, with an H, W-H-E-T-H-E-R. And the first meaning is expressing a doubt or a choice between alternatives. And it's similar to if. Example, no one has even taken the trouble to inquire whether I was alive or dead. That's a quote from somewhere. I can't remember where I got that from. So inquire whether, you might also say inquire if, meaning to, expressing an inquiry or investigation, often used in indirect questions. Example, she poured the milk into a mug, inquiring as to whether he would like some as well. So that's quite an involved way of putting it, but you might come across it. Meaning three is indicating that a statement applies which, whichever of the alternatives mentioned is the case example nor had she given any indication by letter whether she admitted or denied the charges next we come to wither w-i-t-h-e-r first meaning is a verb to become dry and shriveled this usually relates to a plant so my example is after all flowers have withered cut off the entire stem so that would be, you know, your um your flowers, your plants fall shriveled up and you want to cut them down to stop them looking unsightly and rotting or whatever. Meaning to is a verb meaning to become shrunken or wrinkled from age or disease and it would relate to a part of the body. So the example I found was his body was wrinkled and withered, slightly bent over and hunched third meaning is to fall into decay or decline. It's a verb and the quote is rather, I quite like this quote. It's um, a sort of statement that people would stand up and declaim. For creativity is a muscle that must be worked or it will gradually atrophy and wither. Good eh? Nobody talks like that these days. Meaning for is a verb to humiliate someone with a scornful look or manner. My example was she withered him with a glance. I don't know If you've read books that, you, that use a term like a withering glance, I certainly have. Okay, that's wither. And then we've got another wither, but with an H, W H I T H E R. And it's an archaic word in, in the two forms that I've got here. So you might say, um, well, you're asking to what place or state so my example is whither are we bound which is an archaic way of saying where are we going second meaning is to which with reference to a place so it's not that different from uh, from the other one actually here's one i found this one i'm not sure where i found it but i certainly found this example it's quite quite a long sentence one finds oneself walking mechanically to the tower of Belvedere Castle, whither all other park visitors have gravitated like the ghouls in Night of the Living Dead. I don't know where the hell that would have come from, but it sounds really a bit pompous actually, isn't it? That sort of thing. So nobody nobody uses wither in that sense very much these days, I think. We did have a family competition at one point to see if we could come up with a with a poem or something using all of these wither words, but it turned out to be so silly that we gave it up. So here's some examples of mistakes that you can make with these words. Example one, well, nobody would ever do this. Lovely wither we're having. I've never seen anybody do that, but I had to put it in. Nobody would use that. Wither is obviously the wrong word. That's W-I-T-H-E-R. You meant lovely weather. W-E-A-T-H-E-R. Not the not the sheep and goat one. Now here's one I picked up by doing a search through hbr notes and stuff and it came from show 1416 and it's an element in a bulleted list duck duck go discussed and whether it personalizes searches but unfortunately the weather that was used is the is the sheep one w-e-t-h-e-r should have been weather with an h-w-h-e-t-h-e-r and the last example is another quote from HPR shows. You don't have to worry about whether you check your feeds on a desktop PC or on your phone. So the wither is W-H-I-T-H-E-R. So it's that archaic um, word meaning where Where are you going or whatever that I was talking about. That should have been weather W-H-E-T-H-E-R. If you're um writing this sort of stuff quickly, it would be amazingly easy to type the the wrong one, so it's good to to be aware of these things and to keep an eye out for them. That's really the the point of this so that's my my list. There's lots and lots of links to all of the words and their etymologies and all that sort of stuff. But I'll leave you to dig into that it's not not something that I should really be telling you about in a in a podcast I feel all right, that's your lot.